But we've been talking about fighting the enemy. I don't know about you, and I'm, I don't want to make it sound like that I'm saying, man, I really am hitting the, hitting the target. But I can tell you, the more we identify these things, the more we realize we're battling these things. Can you all agree with that? How, how much these enemies um, are a part of our lives. And sometimes we go on in, through our lives not realizing they're there. And the whole intention of this sermon series is just to identify them and to encourage you and to let you know by God's word. We are positioned and equipped to defeat them. Um, Deuteronomy 7. We're just going to quickly look at this again. It says, when the Lord your God brings you into the land which you go to possess and has cast out many nations before you, the Hittites and the Gergesites and the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, the seven nations greater and mightier than you, And when the Lord your God delivers them over to you, you shall conquer them and utterly destroy them. You shall make no covenant with them, nor, nor show mercy to them. Again, we've been going over these ites, these Gergesites and the Amorites and the Canaanites. We've been looking in the Hebrew what those names mean and how we're taking and applying the scripture that says all scripture is for our benefit. And we're taking this Old Testament scripture to help identify, even though the children of Israel fought these physical tribes and people that these these tribes still are physical in our lives they're just spiritual how many knows the spiritual is real everything else is going to fade away but the kingdom of god is going to remain these things, it says that he has already given us, he's already given them to us. He's already given us the land that we are going to possess. And it says that they're bigger and mightier than us. What does that signify? Our need of dependence on God. If we will depend on God and if we will go and try to take the land, we will get it. Um, I, I don't want to keep referring to you, Carlton, but this enemy that's that's battling you right now. What we did just a minute ago is we took authority and we went and we attacked it. According to God's word. Now, it's time you get victory. It's time that those that we pray for get victory, the things that you're battling, the things that you're standing for. And I hope uh, from this Sunday you have picked, you've written down a few things that you need breakthrough on and you are diligently praying and going after the breakthrough that you need in those things. You remember Sunday, we talked about the 40 days to uh, seed Sunday. I got a couple corrections. Our, our dates are off just a hair. Joe McGee is not going to be here next Sunday. It's the next Sunday. And really, that really works out better for us as a church because it's, Picnic Sunday. It's a church-wide picnic. And that wasn't going to work real well with the staff and with the leadership and trying to juggle two things at once. So this Sunday is Paul Wilbur. I'm telling you, you need to be here. It is going to be powerful. Next Sunday is our church picnic. And if this is your first time here tonight, you are invited. Invite someone. People that will not go to church will show up for food. They'll show up for swimming. And if they're a guest and a, it's, it's your first time, don't bring anything. But if you have been coming, bring something. Other than yourself.
Make sure you bring yourself. But bring a dessert or a side dish or whatever it is that, that we're asking for. And then the next week is Joe McGee. But what we started looking at last week, and I'm going to quickly get back into my sermon, but I've got to, I've got to say this, is what are you believing for? And start praying for it. I said it was 42, 43 days until Seed Sunday. Well, we've pushed that back one more week to September 12th. So I said everybody's going to be so happy that our fasting's going to last a little longer. Do 40 days and be done. Whatever your 40 day is, do that. Uh, I'm going to go up until the day. But that doesn't make me right and you wrong. I think 40 days, God is, God is specific. I mean, he's, he likes 40. Do y'all know that? This coming March, I'm going to be 40. Something's going to have to happen at 40. <laughs> oh, help me, Jesus. Why don't you just come back before I turn 40? A lot would, would be right in the world if he'd just go ahead and come on back, wouldn't it? <laughs> But uh, another reason why we've pushed it back one week is because it, it, the fifth was Labor Day weekend. And nobody needs to miss the blessing of getting your seed in the ground. That may sound like, Pastor, you're just trying to get every dime you can. Yeah. But <laughs> you don't need to miss the opportunity. Who's the beneficiary? You. Seed is going to go on the ground. We're praying over things that we need God to give us breakthrough, but we're also praying over how do we, what do we, what do we sow? What do we plant? It's not harvest Sunday. It's sowing Sunday. It's seed Sunday. If you're new to this church, we're in the middle of looking at starting a big building program here. And we're so excited about it. And, um, God's going to do it. Bill, I want to tell you, I think I can feel more and more. God's going to do it. We've had this big, huge undertaking of finances we got to raise but the more i seek after god the more i believe he's going to do it and i think he's going to think it's going to be a miracle i think it's going to be a miracle i can feel it and you know what the miracle is going to happen in you it can't happen without it happening in you all right so we've been looking at these seven enemies over the last four or five weeks, I guess I left that out. Did I go back? Then all the assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with the sword and spear, but the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. First, we looked at the Hittite, fear and dread, the spirit of anger. We dealt with that. The next week, we looked at the Gergesite, ignorance and the inability to comprehend. This is not, again, this is not a physical trait or some type of deficiency in your life. It is, it is a spirit that has taken root in your life that can be dri driven out. Number three was the Amorite or pride. We've got to drive that out off of our land. Number four was compromise, the Canaanite, the spirit of compromise. We deal with it every single day. Last week, and if, if you want this, this is still on the website. Go download it if you, if you, don't, if you need to be caught back up. Last week, we looked at the Parasite which is the spirit of power and control and manipulation and domination and intimidation and how, how we can operate in this. As Christians, we can operate in this and inappropriately. The Lord has given us the authority of his name, but not to use it inappropriately. And then tonight, and uh, uh, I won't say that. Tonight is the Hivite. 
the Hivite. Everybody ready? I'm going to try to go quickly. I've only got a few minutes. The Hivite means villager, group, cluster, living place, encampment, small town. If you take out a, uh, a Strong's Concordance and you go to this word Hivite, that's what you find. These people have a small town mentality. It's a certain type, it's a certain type of lifestyle. They like small, inactive, comfortable places. They feel insignificant, inferior, unimportant. They're passive and indifferent. They procrastinate and postpone and put off. They choose a way of life that offers no opposition to the flow around them. They just jump into the status quo. This is the spirit of depression. Again, as I went through those first uh, five, as I went through those first five, please don't let it just go like water off a duck's back. Soak it in. Do I have that? Is that something I'm battling? And go address it because the Lord says, I've delivered you from it. I've, I have delivered you from it, but you've got to go take it. The land that I've given you that you have to go conquer, I've delivered you from it. These things that you're, you're going after, this d- spirit of depression without God is bigger than you. With God, it's bigger than you. It's bigger than you. It's not bigger than God. They're bigger than you, but I've given them to you. I've delivered them to you. That maybe that statement isn't exactly right. With God, they are, it's not bigger than you. Let me just rephrase that. I think we're, I'm just twisting words, but God's bigger. Yeah. Okay. Spirit of depression. Is that real? God is always trying to take his people from one level to the next, from glory to glory. But Satan tries his best to send the Hittite to make God's people content with stagnation. The Hivite likes to remain the same. Christians that are full of the life of God are progressive thinkers. John 1, 4. In him was life and the life was the light of men. Verse 5. And the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. The life of God brings the light or the illumination of God. I think that's what happened to me tonight is I, I, my, my heart was growing dark. And when the power of God and the spirit of God came, the light shined out the darkness. My darkness couldn't comprehend the light. I don't know where it went. I don't care where it went. It's not my concern. All I know is that he filled me. And that feels good. Amen. The illumination brings creativity, brings inventions and ideas. A nation, a town, a fellowship of individual or individual that loses the life of God will cease to progress and will eventually reek of stagnation. Those that dwell with the Hivite are those that dwell in darkness and cannot comprehend the light of God when it comes. Christians that have been delivered of this spirit become creative. They become progressive thinkers. Whereas those that have this enemy are passive and indifferent thinkers. They don't have ideas. They just fight everyone else's idea. Resist ideas and progress because they hate change. They hate a big or changing world. 
Hivites want to stay in the same small house, drive the same old car and the same insignificant job, go home, watch television, go to bed. I'll tell you, I, I've, I've been there. They want to attend the same church as grandma did, the same hymns as I always do, and listen to, this, to a sermon that doesn't affect their lives. Hivites, Hivites are the first ones that will resist a man of God when he brings the light of God's word. They can never flow with the move of God because they hate to be moved. They just want to be left alone. There's nothing wrong with the small town or a small church fellowship in itself. But there is a problem if God doesn't want you to stay that way and you are afraid to change because of the covenant with the Hittite. How many knows it hurts to change? It's hard to change. But think about how much you've had to change in the last year. In the last month. This is, if this is your enemy, you will be lazy, passive, and without dreams. You have no hope for your future. Other than to maintain the life that you've already got. You never dream about getting bigger and better in God. And we're not talking about the Amorite kind of bigger, you know, the one that's after all the materialism. I'm talking about the God kind of bigger. We should be advancing in God every year. God has not called his people to a life of maintenance. But to a life of victory. Amen. Romans eight thirty seven. It says, yet in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Many of the children of Israel died in the wilderness, never having lived in the land that flowed with milk and honey. The wilderness is a place that the Hivite would have loved. God came with fire by night, every night, cloud during the day, a cool 72 degrees all the time. Got the same food, the same drink, at the same time. You know what? I, I can, to be honest with you, I can, I don't want to say I've got a Hittite, but I, I, I like regularity. I like schedule. I like things to work with. I, I could kind of fit into that. They could wear the same clothes for 40 years and not wear out. How many of y'all wear the same clothes over and over and over and over? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not saying you have a Hittite. Can you imagine? Eventually, you'd want Arby's. You'd be walking around with the Arby's hat on. <laughs> I'm, think, I'm thinking Arby's. And that did come up. We want, we want meat. That didn't go well. God, what you're serving us isn't good enough. We want meat. Okay. Can you imagine being being fed by God? Can you imagine the ravens feeding you like they fed Elijah? Can you imagine being under a tree and feeling sorry for yourself and you turn around and there's a cake to be eaten? I believe the Lord wants to provide for you that same way. You just turn around and right there it is. You can't explain it, but there it is. 
And what did he say? Eat and get back after it. You need to eat. You need to get some energy and get back after it. Do you think the spirit of depression was trying to come on Elijah? Who had the absolute power of God flowing through him. Don't think for a second because you've served God and you or you live a godly life that Satan can't get you. He can. Elijah had just watched all the prophets of Baal burn up in front of him. He calls on God and, man, I want to see that. Have you ever just been walking around and just try to call down fire on something? I've done it. Why not? And I'm thinking, why would God need to do that? There is no problem going on with that anthill I looked at there. I thought, well, nobody's going to care if that anthill's burned up. God says, I do. But can you imagine the power that flowed through Elijah and then Jezebel shows up and he takes off. He gets his head down and he says, there's nobody else around but me. I am going through all this. God, don't you see me? I'm doing all this and no one else is going through what I'm going through. God said, yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. I got, I got others sitting right over here. I got them right over here. Now eat and get back. You've got a job to do. Go slay that Jezebel. It says in Deuteronomy chapter 18, if I can just say, this Hittite will attach itself to Christians in an attempt to keep us feeling insignificant and small. Satan would love to keep the entire body of Christ beaten down and broke so that the gospel cannot be financed. God does not desire for his people to just get by. Deuteronomy 8. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers, as it is this day. God doesn't want you to be consumed with the love of money like the Canaanite, but he does want to establish his covenant through us by giving us the will and the ability to prosper. If the revelation of this enemy relates to you, you are commanded by God to drive this Hivite out. We must occupy the land of promise until the Lord returns. And I encourage you to resist a rigid and stagnant lifestyle. Train your soul to embrace flexibility and change. You have nothing to fear. The Lord will never take you lower, a lower level in him. Instead, he will always take you from glory to glory. Philippians 3, 13 says, brethren, I do not count myself to have been apprehended, to have apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Verse 14, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Third John, verse 2, beloved, I pray that you may prosper, prosper in all things and be in health. Just as your soul prospers. We are moving forward. We are moving forward individually. We are moving forward corporately. We are moving forward in our marriages and in our families. We are not going to stay where we are. We are going forward. Father, I just thank you for tonight. Lord, I thank you for 
healing in Carlton's body as we prayed for him. Lord, we ask for breakthrough over this enormous list that we have tonight. Father, I thank you that it is not enormous to you. Lord, you already know what the requests were that we've made known to you. And Lord, we just ask you for healing, for power, for breakthrough. For those that Sundays wrote down a list of things that they're needing breakthrough for, Lord, I ask you to, to start to show them breakthrough. That we would be diligent, that we would do our part. The scripture that we read, that if we would do our part, follow the commands of the Lord and obey them, then, then you will prosper us. Then you will give us breakthrough. Lord, the things that we've wrote on our list, Lord, let us make sure that we take time to pray. And if you're fasting, you take time to fast. And when we desire the things we're fasting, that we would pray. Lord, some people have placed things on that sheet that just seem insurmountable. Hallelujah. You are the God of insurmountable. I thank you, Lord, for provision. I thank you for breakthrough. And Lord, for this 40 days that we're going forward to, I just ask for a miracle, for total provision for our church for this, this growth that we have in front of us. I thank you, Lord, that you're the God of miracles and signs and wonders, and I, th I thank you that it is your desire to do them right here. Thank you, Lord. We just bless you, and we just lift your name up, and we just say, be glorified here. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Hope you have a great rest of the week.